0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them, And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus.
1: Amen. Amen. One of the greatest things about train schedules is also the most fearful. Most miss it when it works well but everyone notices it when it's fearful. What I'm talking about is the fact that a train actually shows up. It's fantastic when you are expecting it and terrible when you're late. The train comes whether you want it or not. Jesus preaches the time is now for the kingdom of God to show up. Throughout the entire Old Testament, people have been waiting for the kingdom of God to arrive. And Today, Jesus announces the kingdom is here. It is time to turn around and get in by believing the good news. Like a train, the kingdom of God comes, whether one expects it or is late. The question is not whether the kingdom of God comes. The question is for whom the kingdom was coming. The question, of course, is immediately answered when Jesus calls Peter and Andrew, James and John, to follow him. See, the kingdom of God does not come for no one, but shows up expecting everyone to enter. In Luther's large catechism on the Lord's Prayer, when the church prays, thy kingdom come, it teaches the kingdom comes even without our prayer. Our prayer doesn't make it come, but when we pray, we pray, that it comes for us. Or to put it another way, in spite of the kingdom coming without our prayer, we pray that thy kingdom come so that we are, in fact, ready for when it arrives. The prayer helps us to never be late and to always anticipate and never miss God's kingdom. The kingdom comes without our prayer. It could be frightful if we believe we could miss it. But Luther continues along with the question, so what is the kingdom of God? To help us notice it when it shows up. His answer is, God's kingdom is Jesus coming to us to lead us and have dominion over us as a king of righteousness, life, and salvation. When we pray for God's kingdom to come, Luther reminds us that we are not asking for a crust of bread or a temporal perishable good. What he means is the kingdom does not bring some sort of political peace or economical benefit. When the kingdom arrives, he says, an eternal, inestimable treasure arrives. That means something priceless shows up. The kingdom of God is beyond money, power, fame, or prestige. When you ask for God's kingdom to come, you ask, in fact, for everything that God himself possesses. For Luther, this is in fact too great for any human heart to desire. But since Jesus has called us and taught us to ask for it, we do. We pray for the Kingdom of God to come, not because it's too small that we might miss it, but because it's too awesome, too wonderful, too amazing that we do not notice it. In a sense it's too good to be true and so we walk right by it because we don't think it is for us. That is until Jesus says so. Repent and believe in the gospel. The good news is Jesus Christ is coming with the kingdom of God. His way Is the one of forgiveness of sins and mercy, love, community, and joy. If we were to keep reading the gospel of Mark, we would see this way embodied by himself, by Jesus, ultimately when he dies on the cross and rises again for us. The kingdom is coming. God is faithful, but we pray it comes for us to us, into us, and with us. We are looking for a way that will change our lives. Now, there's more to this good news. His way comes in spite of our failures and sins. Our sins will not stop the kingdom from coming. Our sins will, in fact, not make the kingdom late. In fact, Jesus arrives precisely at the right time to forgive our sins, calm our doubts, and give us a way of life worth living. Just as walking away from the train you're waiting for makes no sense, walking away from Jesus makes no sense. Jesus arrives today because he loves you. And he wants you in his kingdom. He knows your sins, but forgives them. He knows you're late, but waits for you. This is precisely what he did for Peter and Andrew, James and John, after he rose from the dead. After Jesus left the tomb, he left for Galilee and waited. He knew his disciples denied him and left him for dead but forgave them. He knew that they would forget to come to Galilee. And so he sent the angels and the women to tenderly invite them back to him. And so he waited. Whether you wonder or not, the kingdom of God arise for you believe in the gospel of God. The good news is that the king of the universe has come to you in his word and in his sacrament and tenderly invites you into something more than you could ever imagine. Just as James and John left the nets, the boats, and their family, your life will be turned around However, a life with the king of the universe, a life inside his kingdom, a life inside his rule of mercy, forgiveness, and life and love, turns out to be the best. A life marked by righteousness and life and salvation that works hard against evil, death, In bondage. It is an inviting life that calls all to believe so that you and me and everyone in the whole world can practice holiness, live life, and experience eternal joy. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.